Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. I actually have some news update. I will caveat by saying that this is not directly independently verified. However, the information comes from the questionable source. So because it's coming directly from the questionable source, there's a possibility that there's something behind this. And so I share it because I don't know for a fact that this person could be throwing other valid projects under the bus, or it could be that they're basically exposing other projects that they worked on. And for whatever reason, like this is a very weird situation. So let's start talking first about the, the bears in the room here. Suzuki Inu, and it's been going back and forth and the whole rug pull the project and all the stuff that happened to many investors. And I saw people with talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I don't know what it's going to take for people to get to reconciling that you should only invest what you can afford to lose. So there's people talking about, you know, suicide and all this. Listen, if you're suicidal, you need to seek help immediately. Don't stay online, get away from social media and seek some help because that's not good. But I want to stress, it's like, I don't know what it's going to take for people to adopt the principle to invest what you can afford to lose. You should never be at so much of a loss because of this kind of situation that you're now contemplating anything close to suicide or anything of that nature, because that means you didn't follow the core tenant. You didn't invest what you could afford to lose. You went YOLO and you should not, especially when it's one of these lower cap contracts, you should not go YOLO until you've had a time to vet the token out. And I think what people are trying to do is it's a FOMO. Basically, they're trying to get ahead of dropping of zeros to try to become a millionaire overnight. And I don't know. I understand the psychological effects of why that's happening. But I want to implore everyone out there to stop doing that because it's not good. We should not have situations where people are talking about suicidal thoughts because of a rug pull on some token, random token online that is worth less than a penny per. Like, that should not happen. It means that something's not going right. And I'm trying to do the best I can to try to help educate from my area, but I'm only one person. It's it's a community responsibility to keep emphasizing this. And hopefully, you know, the projects, I don't know how they can get involved to help discourage that mindset. But the thing is, they're advocating that same principle of just YOLOing in something. So with Suzuki, here's now the update. This just came this morning, as far as I can tell. And this flew out through uh, Telegram. So they, uh, different people, they have a, what they call a victims group and they've been talking amongst themselves. And then some people who are really good at, you know, digging and finding, apparently they were able to track down this guy uh, that was the developer, the unknown developer. They were able to get a name, they were able to get a location, they were able to associate him to something. I don't know and I'm not presenting that he is or isn't the true scammer. I'm saying this is the name that they surfaced. I ignored it because I figured, okay, you got the guy and you'll do what you need to do. I dialed in today just to go through my daily updates and reviews and turns out that the same developer that was the initial person, the unknown, who may or may not be this other guy that they found, sent a post and he called out three, he or she called out three project tokens and implied that they are project tokens that were created by the same team of people. Of course, if this truly is a rug pull as it appears to be, that means that these other tokens, there's two other ones, are potentially at risk, and we just don't know it yet. Now, 
the, when I'm looking at the liquidity and I'm looking at other factors, I can't say for a hundred percent certainty that these others truly are, because these are, these two are reasonably strong, have reasonably strong uh, projects. And then there was a third one that was mentioned. I didn't see it from the developer, but somebody else mentioned that it may be as part of the same pool for whatever research they did. I'm going to call out the other ones that were in play here. So we know about the one that's the Suzuki, obviously, and that's at the top. Suzuki still has liquidity in the pool. And I don't know why, because if, if this person was able to rug pull it, how is it possible that there's half a million in liquidity still in it? It could be that they pulled some of the liquidity, but not all. But if you're truly a scammer, why would you not just pull out all the liquidity if you could? It could be that some of it's locked and not all of it. But when I looked at the contract, it certainly looked like the vast majority was locked. So Suzuki's still a weird situation. But then the other ones they called out, Wolverine U, which I had an eye on at one point um, because it seemed to be getting a lot of notoriety in the early parts of November. And I didn't buy into it because it seemed I didn't see enough that convinced me that it was a legit project. But they called that one out. That's an Ethereum token. And then uh, Zenu, which I'm totally not familiar with and never heard of. I've seen the name, the, the, excuse me, the code, but never heard of it. Accordingly, according to the search, its name is Zombie Inu. I, you know, if you look at the site with Zombie Inu, I can't understand why anyone would invest in this one. The site is not, I'm not going to say that a, a eighth grader could put it together, but it's not like overly advanced. It doesn't tell you very much. It's not crazy, you know, significant. I mean, yeah, they've got a solidity audit, but I mean, solidity audit is not the upper level, upper crust of audits. It's not like a certic audit. It's not like, you know, desert finance or some of these other ones. I mean, a solidity audit is just basically the intro. Hey, your code is clean and we see it. It's, it can be an onboarded project. Apparently, there's a redesign of the website. If this is the redesigned website, then I already would have been sketchy because that means the previous version of the website had to been straight up garbage compared to what I'm seeing. And then if I look at the white paper, which yeah, they're hosted on a site called Pitch, and Pitch is more for upper businesses that have like a like a marketing slide deck or something that they're presenting to a business. So I, sure, you can use that, but okay, it doesn't tell me anything. Their white paper talks about crazy stuff that means nothing. Hey, it's a Shiba that turned into a zombie dog, and, you know, it's a KYC verified by Interfi Network, which, okay. Our team is comprising people that worked at Amazon, Google, Intel, and Microsoft. Okay, we can't prove that because you didn't give the names. And, you know, if you're, if you're looking at the certificate and saying, okay, Interfi Network, sure, I can go validate that, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. There's a bunch of photos and merchandise that doesn't compel anybody to invest in anything. It looks like crap to me. Uh, then they talk about the token ever briefly. Uh, they talk about partnerships with a fitness club, which has no parallel to the token whatsoever. They're talking about utilities, bridges. Um, I, again, when I look at the fundamentals of what this is, I can't see anything that convinces me that this is a strong project. Maybe if you targeted it directly to Japan, you might see some people interested in it. But then when you show TikTok videos and garbage of Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys, I almost gave their alternate name, the Backstreet Boys, and some tweet he put out, 
talking about the NFT for the zombie, he's not advocating the project. He's not celebrating the project. He's not doing anything other than, okay, I like the way the art looks. Well, yeah. Nick Carter probably didn't know what the heck the darn token is. So I, uh, I don't know. It says that the initial theme song was recorded by Nick Carter. I question that. I think he just did. I think he just did a regular song. I don't think he did it just for them, and they just claimed it. It's a similar situation with Keanu Inu, in a way. Um, I, I don't know. So, I, I Zinu is one of those where I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure on on it. Um, I do see that there was a lot of, you know, there's a lot of random, you know, hyping of it. But I don't see, it seemed like they were just jumping on crap, jumping on regular crap. So Zenu may or may not be legit, but from what I see, I was not impressed. It, I don't know. Anyway, so the developer called out those two. Because the developer called out those two, it can only be one of two things. Either A, it's legit, and there are possibly rug pulls in the future. B, it's not legit, and they're throwing other projects under the bus. I don't know why they would pick those projects. That's the open question. So I'm going to I'm going to advocate myself just from what I see. I would recommend avoiding Wolverine U and Xenu, at least until some certainty can be brought out to table. And I haven't looked to see if either of them have responded to these claims or not. Um, I'm just going off what the developer said, and I would like to see them openly debunk what's going on. And if they're truly doxed and they're truly from Amazon and Google and Microsoft, which I question maybe they are, but I question it, then I think, you know, at that point, you should be able to openly expose, you know, full names and your location and a LinkedIn. You definitely should have a LinkedIn if you worked at Microsoft. So I would expect to see more from the doxing side to kind of dispel the rumor that you're associated with this guy. And if you are not associated with this guy, do you know who that guy is? And if you do, possibly help out the Suzuki team to uh, reclaim the rest of the money that they've lost as a sign of good faith that, hey, no, we're not associated with you, dude, and we'll tell the world who you are and we'll help law enforcement get involved. But if they do that, then I think they redeem themselves. I'm simply saying from what I see, I would steer away from Wolverine U and Xenu, Zombie Inu, until they get sorted out. So that's basically high-level high news. Um, I'm not, there was a couple of other ones I'm not going to cover because this was a lot, and I wanted to just kind of keep it targeted to what's going on with this, at least for now. So I don't spend excessive time uh, on what's going on here. Um, and then a brief update on Satama, of course. Um, there's a lot of people across social media. We're not talking any one platform. Across social media where... Anytime a token goes up, even on a slight bit, they start going nuts, and then you start seeing Win Lambo and To the Moon and How We Told You and all this. And I'm trying to help level set people because Satama's not up. It's it's up if you bought in months ago. It's not up if you bought in any time in the month of November. It's certainly not up if you bought in, in in late October. It's not up for you guys. It's down. It has remained down. You have brief spikes, but it is still overall down. Do you get reflections? Yes, but the reflections will not realize value until it gets to a point where it's going back up, as I mentioned on a previous update. So let's be clear here. Satama is not up. It is trying to come back up. I can see that there's inklings of behavior, but as of right now, 
it is sharply down and people are most people that bought in within late October, November timeframe are working at a loss because of the fiasco that happened during the Vegas event, which they have never recovered from fully. So I, I get why people are chatting every time there's a small spike and they're trying to hype it like cheerleaders and I get it. But from my perspective, all you're doing is setting yourself up for more, for more rejection and more depression because you're hyping something that really isn't sustainable. You got to have sustained growth. That's what you want to see. And I want to caveat and stress because I already know the naysayers will come out in force. I remain bullish on the Satama project. I think it's a solid project. I think it's solid code. I think the leadership is needs work, period. It has nothing to do with the token. It has nothing to do with wanting them to fail. I'm still an investor in it. I have been an investor in it. I've taken profit, but I've kept my base. I'm I, As of right now, I'm about six times up. So I've kept my base and then some, and I've not gone below this because I didn't see a reason to, even with the fiasco of the Vegas event. However, I will call it like I see it, which is that the leadership needs work. They're advocating and they're promoting, or I should say they're not, they're not debunking or defraying from the cult that's being formed around the project, and that's harmful. Cult mentality is not helpful for the project, and they should denounce any sort of cultism around any one person. It's not healthy for the token. It turns off potential investors. Mistakes that are preventable, as what happened with the Vegas event and everything tertiary around it, are preventable. We know the Certic audit's going. We know it's going to wrap up soon. We expect that that should result in the release of the wallet side of mask. And so that should help the growth of the token, especially if you get people that are just waiting to buy in until that's released. Great. All that's awesome. But today, right now, it is down. And it's down primarily as an aftermath to a failed Vegas event, effectively failed Vegas event, because you're Intent was to deliver X, and you didn't deliver X. You delivered a party. Cool. But you didn't tell people prior to them spending money going out there that it was just going to be a party rather than an actual release. We can talk about the semantics of terms all we care to. At the end of the day, what was promised, many of those people felt like was not delivered. It hurt the value of the token. There may have been some sabotage from whales, but only whales could have caused this level of severe I mean, there's no way around it. So you could have had some collusion with whales that purposely tanked the token. More likely is that some of those whales were expecting you to deliver Project A. As I say, act like a business and back up what you say you do. And because they didn't see it and they're serious investors, they pulled their cash out, which is normal. So I think we need to stop deflecting blame, A or B, and simply accept that, no, leadership sucks. It needs help, period. And they need to be open to people who are offering that help to uh, from the outside of the bubble to help things go smoother when we can see these are going to be critical problems ahead for all investors. And we're all investors at the end of the day. We don't want the token to tank like this. We're, we're faithful, many of us, and we believe that it'll recover. I still maintain it's going to drop more zeros by January because it has kept that pattern so far until the Vegas event. So I, that tells me that the mistakes in the Vegas event were the only reason that it has not kept its momentum. Thus, we advocate to not make preventable mistakes so that we can keep the same upward momentum because when you make stronger, stronger decisions, smarter decisions, and you do things the way that it's supposed to be done as a business, you don't have those kind of significant dips. I almost cussed. So that's how I feel about Satama. I, I am bullish on it. 
and I want to stress, I am bullish on the project. I think the project's strong. I believe it will go up in January. I don't see a reason it cannot outside of gross incompetence, negligence, or continuing to promote and refusing to denounce the cult that's building that may harm it. However, ultimately, I'm bullish on the project, and I want to see it succeed, and I'm willing to help, and many of us that are more conservative traders are willing to help the team if they would get away from the ego trips and reach out and say, look, you guys have talked about us. You've been honest about us and forthright. Tell us what we need to be to do to succeed. What do we need to change? How do we need to do things better? I'm happy to do that. I'm happy to get on. And again, I want that smoke. I'm happy to get on with Russ and tell him straight to him. I think you fucked up, dude. And I'm not saying that because I'm trying to piss him off. I'm saying that because I'm trying to get that, that snap to go off in his head that says, Okay, he's giving it to me straight. All right, now what should we have done better or different? And I'll call out a list of these things. And if he has a strong, tangible reason why they could not have been done, I'll, recap, I'll retract what I say, but I go off what I see. I go off what investors are saying. So that's my news update. I think Satama will recover. If you're watching it, I think it will get better over time. Um, I think it's just right now there's so much sensitivity around it. Because of that Vegas event, I think people are still salty over it. And then you get this whole Suzuki situation and the potential that it's, that the team with Satama was associated with them, and then it's a rug pull over there, so is this a rug pull over here? You've got a lot of smoke, and that's why I'm talk, calling out the leadership because you have to manage that by not making those mistakes in the first place. The other piece I'll call out, and then I'll move on to an exchange real quick, is the Shirio Inu, which is one that I've been personally bullish on. I thought from what I saw, at least, that it, it appeared certainly to be a strong project. It appeared to be one that was a long haul, but it had very strong potential, and I didn't see very much red flag behind it in the way that it's built out. Someone else in the Telegram called out Shirio Inu as potentially associated with this whole developer and Suzuki. I don't believe it. From what I see, that doesn't mean it's not the case because I'm just one person, but I'm watching Shirio Inu and its behavior and its performance, and I don't see that it's anywhere close to a rug pull. It appears to me like they're doing the right things the right way. They're tied directly into the current play-to-earn strategy. That's their number one utility right now. They're focusing on NFTs, so they're jumping into everything that people find popular today. Um, I liquidity, you know, the bulk of it's in liquidity. So I don't see, I, I don't personally see it. Maybe it is, but I don't personally see it myself. Um, I won't say, you know, obviously do your own research. I'm not going to say that they are or are not because the developer themselves didn't call out Shirio Inu. It just was a comment made from one of the other people in the chat that seemed to try to associate Shirio Inu for some reason over to these other guys, the I, I don't think so. I looked at it top, top to bottom, up to down, and I, I would be shocked if it was. Doesn't mean it's not, but I'd be shocked if it was based on what I'm seeing at least. It appears to be just a, a project that happens to have some similarity in terms of the, you know, it's an anime token and all this stuff. Um, the white paper's garbage, sure, but many of them's white papers are garbage. So I don't, I don't see it. Do your own research before you buy into any token. As always, don't take the word of anybody, even myself. I'm just giving you the data I see that it doesn't appear like it to me, but look into it yourself before you decide to go in. And if you do decide to go in, like I said before, 
make sure you only invest what you can afford to lose, not a penny more because of situations like this and the uncertainty principle of, you know, with crypto in particular, you just don't know how things are going to go. And if you, if you jump in feet first and you don't have, you know, a strong backing behind it, you could end up in a situation like with the Suzuki Inu and nobody wants to see that. So let's get to an exchange. I have one exchange left on my list of most notable ones that I'm going to review. It won't take me that long because we're already 20 some odd minutes in. That's okay. Cause I was doing news. Poloniex, poloniex.com. I'm going to make a very controversial statement, but from what I see, it appears to be the case. I'm curious why Poloniex's site looks almost nearly perfectly identical to Hotbit's site. With some, I'm talking like minor tweaks and minor design changes. It looks almost pair for pair like the same freaking site. It looks almost the same. It looks almost the same as KuCoin. It's, you know, from the banners at the top and everything else, it looks almost the same as these other ones. And so that leads me to believe, as I was talking in the previous episode, that this may be one of those copy-paste template ones from another one. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's a scam or that you shouldn't consider it. I'm simply calling it out because it is something of a slight concern that they didn't even take the time to really customize it to meet what they want. And I don't know why that is. However, I'm going to call out a couple of things that I think are good things um, in their advantage because they're challenge. They are true challenges. They're, they're true issues that I found. I didn't sign up for Poloniex because I just saw no need to, because I have so many other exchanges that I make use of, but I'm aware of the interface and how it flows. And like I said, it is basically a picture pair identity, identity, identical eh, to Hotbit. When you get into the actual trading interface, I would say it's almost a copy of KuCoin's deal. So it's, I, I can tell it's from that same template. Again, not a risk, but something you want to be aware of. And there's, the only thing that stands out about them from my perspective is that they offer a, their own DEX. And they call it Polonidex. The problem is that the Polonidex is shutting down. So it seemed like a good idea at the time. And of course, the DEX is where you're doing, you're able to trade it directly without going to the exchange. I don't know specifically why they made the decision to do this. This happened just a couple of days ago. They just said that, you know, we're changing business strategy. And I guess they're just, I don't know, maybe they're just trying to deep diversify. I'm not sure. Um, the other thing that I would point out is they link to other helpful services. The Polonidex being one of them, of course, it's gone, so they may change some of the other ones in the near future, but another one that I, I actively use that I think would be helpful for many other people, when you're dealing with the Tron network, you have to go and find an exchange to deal with those, so you can send your Tron to places like Poloniex or Gate or something else, and then just you know sell it for USD Tether and then buy whatever you want. They provide access, Poloniex, to what used to be a different exchange called JustSwap, and then it changed to SunSwap because Sun acquired JustSwap. It is one of the main ways that you can interchange Tron tokens. So any token, the Tron network has a variety of tokens that you're aware of, like you know Litecoin and USD Tether. Uh, they have their own Ethereum, I believe they have. They have their own Bitcoin but it's transacted through the Tether network, or the Tron network, rather, and even USD uh, stablecoin. You're saying, well, why would I do that? 
frankly, the number one reason is because Tron does not have significant gas fees when you're doing things in transit. So if you got uh, tokens in Tron, they're dirt cheap, they're easy to send, you can get a lot of them in in one send, but then you can only send it to another Tron-based token if it's not in an exchange. So if you got, let's say somebody sent you 5,000 Tron tokens, which is like, I think, 50 bucks or so, then all you can really do is transition it to a different Tron token. So let's say you send it to USD Tether. So now you got 50 bucks of USD Tether, and you're like, cool, I'm about to go and spend, or I'm about to you know use it on my card. You can't, because like Coinbase, for example, doesn't take any of the Tron network at all. And many of the exchanges don't take Tron network. Certain ones do, but many don't. So what you have to do is you have to convert your Tron into something else by way of one of these interswaps, like what I'm talking about here, which is basically a bridge between Tron and whatever other network to get it out of there. And it's a couple of hops. So using JustSwap is a way that you can do that. But the exchange itself usually has the ability to do that if they support the pair for the Tron network. So in the case of Poloniex, for example, they have Tron and they have a pair and it's for USD Tether. So you could theoretically just send your Tron to Poloniex, sell it out for USD Tether, then use your USD Tether to buy whatever else that the exchange supports and you're fine. If Poloniex does not support the token you want to go to, you would need to send your USD Tether to some other place that has the token that you want. If you go to just swap, you can skip a step essentially and get to the token you want, right? And then you can send that to Poloniex or to whichever other exchange that supports it and then cash it out from there. So the fact that they at least link you over to that, that's a great thing. Other than that, that I just described, there's nothing that stands out about Poloniex that I would steer you towards them over any other exchange because there's nothing that they do that's any better or compelling over any other, basically any other exchange I can think of. And again, the interface is essentially copy-paste, which is not directly a negative. However, it is something that I call out because you want to be aware if they are doing those kinds of things, kind of what that means for your trading when you start setting up your exchanges. And then let's cover a token that I've purposely not covered because I, I even to now at this point, I don't believe in their, their, um, use case, although I understand the problem that they're trying to solve, and that's why I want to cover them, and that is Celsius. You may or may not have heard of Celsius. Let me brief you on the problem first, and it may help you understand exactly what Celsius is designed to do. In crypto, they, meaning the various you know exchanges and tokens, and they decided that they would start getting into being able to borrow against your cryptocurrency. Now, borrowing against cryptocurrency is strange because what you essentially have to do is stake tokens in a certain service. And by staking your tokens in a certain service, then they're giving you the fiat equivalent from that token. So if you were to have Ethereum and you were to basically stake it with this service, I'm referring to Celsius, then you can get rewards, you can get fiat out of it. Um, you also, you're paying a lower rate than if you go to a bank. Here's where that gets even better. With the way that KYC works, which is know your customer, 
many of these services are not requiring a credit check because there's no credit because it's already, it's basically collateralized, right? You're giving them access to your crypto in exchange for the fiat equivalent at a given time. And then there's just an APR that goes over top of it. But because they already have the crypto on access, you tend to be able to get into loans pretty quick. So let's say you've got tons and tons in crypto. You don't want to sell it, but you just need money temporarily, or maybe you want to refinance your vehicle, but you don't want to cash out your crypto to do it, but you just want to get out of the loan that you have and get away from the damage to your credit and all that kind of stuff. Celsius is, that's the problem they're trying to solve. That's what they're trying to offer is to say, Hey, look, we don't have, you know, fees on ours outside of the APR. We're able to do it on the cheap. We do a basic KYC. We don't require credit checks. I'm pretty sure they don't because I remember many of the other services don't require credit checks either. And that seemed to be the big sales pitch is we're not like a bank in the sense that we basically distrust you. And then you have to prove to us that you're worth our time. And it means that you'd have to have so much money already on stack and so much good credit that you really don't need the loan and then we'll give it to you. They just said, no, you already got the collateral and that's basically what it is. And so given you got the collateral, let's go ahead and just use the collateral to extend the loan and then we're all good. Well, that sounds excellent to somebody who happens to have a lot of this in play. You've got a lot of crypto sitting there and maybe you're letting it build and you just want a temporary loan. You just want to make it, take advantage of this and then get away from the damage that, that tends to hit you when you're getting into something like this. Now, obviously this is all different for different states because some states will and will not allow this. So like in California, it's a different treatment. There are certain things that they force you to go through just because you're a California resident and I understand you like the sun and all that thing, but I think California's garbage, but they subject you to a bunch of garbage to be able to take advantage of this because it's treated like you went to like money tree. Um, or or checking the cash or something. It's it's a very similar concept to those, except that they, they're not doing credit either, but they're basically giving you a, effectively a collateral loan by way of your checking account. So here, the collateral is already covered. It's money you already have. You're basically taking equity from money you already have in cryptocurrency, and then they can extend you a temporary loan. Now, the reason I'm calling out Celsius today as as part of my regular reviews is that this is all then powered by the by a cryptocurrency that they have on their own. So if you want to help support something like this or you believe that this is strong to invest in because it has good backing and you see a future in it, it may be something that you want to consider looking at as part of your portfolio is to potentially invest in the Celsius, you know, network the actual crypto and see if, you know, as part of your portfolio that you start seeing significant growth in it. And if it looks like it's making sense for you, then you might be hitting gold. You just don't know because this might this might help shake up the injury in the industry in a major way. Think about it. Everybody needs at some point to borrow cash, and the liquidity of cryptocurrency is essentially something you've already gained. It's something you already have owned. It's something you're already entitled to. So if you're if you're wanting to leverage what you now have earned as far as your cryptocurrency but then you don't want to have the risk of you know losing the money that's there by selling it out this is a key opportunity and think about it as more people get on board with how this works this means that your value is going to go up astronomically just by investing in 
this kind of a platform. They're not the only one. They're the most notable one that I'm calling out. Many others are starting to get a clue that, okay, this is something we can do. And I'm, I'm stressing to you right now from a personal opinion as a former auditor, not having to, not having to do credit checks is going to be huge because you have now opened up the pool to basically anybody in the United States that needs to take temporary loans on crypto they already own, which means there's collateral, which means there's low risk. There's extremely low risk. Now, the, the, I'm going to flip this around a little bit. I talked about their token that you that you can uh, invest in, and you can. Now, they it looks like, and I could be mistaken on this, but it looks like you are required potentially to use their app, their app that they built in order to be able to do this effectively and take advantage of this uh, as far as the, you know, the lending and getting loans. Um, but the purchasing of the token, make sure that you do your research on its tokenomics, core tokenomics. Make sure that you're okay with what the token itself does because if you see aberrant perform, you know, performance out of it, um, just make sure that you're on, on deck with that one. And make sure that you don't get ripped off. I'm not saying they're a ripoff. I'm simply saying do your research. Make sure that you are 100% clean and clear about exactly what's going to happen with this guy. Uh, the Celsius token is an Ethereum-based token. So if you are trying to buy into it, uh, it's on the Ethereum network, which means gas fees like up, up to yin yang. However, you may be able to search on the various exchanges that are out there, the other exchanges that are out there to be able to buy the token and then send it to your wallet, which will save you a lot of money if you're able to do that. And I'm not doing this as an advocate to say do it. I'm simply saying look into it. And if it makes sense for you, then I would strongly consider it. Just if you do consider it, I would get it from an exchange. I'm just saying if you choose to do it, that's what I would do. Gate.io is one exchange that does have it, so you might want to look at that one, check its graph, check its overall performance over time. And if the graph makes sense to you, then, you know, pull the trigger and then boom, you're already in there from an investment perspective. And then if you want to get in on the lending side, like I said, you would need to uh, go to their site, which is, I believe, Celsius.network and download their application. And then from there, um, they work out the mechanics of how to uh, extend the loan based on the crypto. So that's my coverage for today. Hopefully that's been informational and helpful and beneficial. Um, I may or may not do an out of cycle update to, uh, later on this afternoon. Um, I have to think about it. There's a couple tokens that I've got my eye on that are doing some significant movement, um, plus some things with NFT that I'm going to try to cover a little bit. I may or may not, or I'll save it to tomorrow. It depends on what happens um, in the next couple of hours. And then, of course, everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. If you are in the United States and you practice Thanksgiving, then certainly have a happy Thanksgiving. If you're not in the United States and don't know what the heck I'm talking about, don't worry about it. Simply applies to certain countries that at one time believed in you know, America and our country and took pride in it. 